Trevor Story put the Red Sox on his back last night, and I mean, we warned you. We're talking about last night's game, we're talking tonight's game, and we're also going to look at some trade candidates on the pitching front. Thanks for tuning in to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Friday, May 20th, 2022, and this is a Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am your host, Tidding Gonzalez, reporter and editor over at allseahawks.com. Joined, as always, by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash control the zone. We typically post two additional shows on there every week and uh, get into some bigger ideas and bigger topics whereas you know locked on mariners covers more of the day-to-day with the m's we also get into some non-baseball discussions on there as well it's so fine so be sure to check it out again that's patreon.com forward slash control the zone and if this is your first time joining us here on the locked on mariners podcast welcome to the show if you like what you hear give us a follow or subscribe wherever you listen to this and if you're watching us on youtube hit the subscribe button turn on the notification bell and give this video a thumbs up we greatly appreciate it so as i said in the cold open we are going to be talking about last night's game because of course the mariners lost again and Trevor's story was a big reason for that, just as Colby and I unfortunately predicted on yesterday's show. Uh, we're also going to get into tonight's matchup between the Red Sox and Mariners, game two of four, Robbie Ray versus Michael Walker. And we're also going to look at some trade candidates, uh, particularly starting pitchers uh, that might be available right now or at least soon in the uh, foreseeable future. Um because, I mean, frankly, you know, after watching last night's game with George Kirby, not that Kirby has done anything wrong, but if you're probably, uh, you know, if you're if you're trying to compete for the postseason, you might want to try and do better, frankly. So we're going to be looking at that uh, later on in the show. But let's get into last night's game. The Mariners lose 12 to 6 to the Red Sox at Fenway Park. They jumped out to a 4 nothing lead, believe it or not. Uh, and they knocked uh, Rich Hill out of this game pretty early, but then Tanner Houck came in through four scoreless, just absolutely shoved. The Mariners were unable to do anything against them. The Mariners, however, uh, had more hard-hit balls in this game than the Red Sox. 16-15 to 15, uh, was the tally on that front, uh, but they just couldn't get anything really going there. Uh, only scored two more runs after their four-run uh, start to this game. And uh, that's pretty much the story there. Trevor Story, of course, um, hits three home runs, drives in seven of the Red Sox, 12 runs in this game, just as you and I, unfortunately, predicted. Um, You know, of course, uh, Story being a top uh, target for the Mariners this offseason in free agency, uh, ended up going to the Red Sox, uh, but... That's, of course, started a dialogue on Mariners Twitter about, you know, they should have signed Story, etc. No. Uh, Story leading up to last night has been putrid for the Red Sox, you know, relative to his contract, that is, right? Um, But that one big game, it shows you how early it is still in the season. That one game took his WRC plus from 80 to 112. One game. One game. Incredible. Uh, so I don't, I don't know where you want to begin with this. There was a lot of frustrating stuff in this game. Uh, definitely not Scott Service's best game uh, managing the bullpen. There was obviously that big 
uh, mistake, uh, really confusing thing that happened there where they, uh, he was going to try to get Kirby out of the game. Something happened there, which, you know, <laughs> they, they couldn't get to, uh, to Romo there. Um, and obviously the doors kind of got blown off there, um, after that. And, uh, it just kind of all fell apart. Uh, so do you have a better understanding of what happened in that scenario? Cause I'm still a little confused as to what happened there. Yeah. So uh, essentially what happened is, uh, Sergio Romo wasn't quite ready to go. Mm-hmm. And I guess Scott's genius idea was to just say, Oh, well, we'll just have Kirby go out there, throw his warm up pitches, and then we'll essentially take him out of the game. Um, and, and put in Romo before he throws the next pitch, you know, in a game. And if he apparently asked the home plate umpire if he could do that, the home plate umpire said, yeah, it's not a problem. So he did it. Um, you know, he went out to make the pitching change, and uh, and the rest of the umpires informed him that, no, he can't do that. You have to make the pitching change before the, before the batter is announced or whatever. Um, you, can only ch- you can only substitute pitcher at the beginning of an at-bat to start an inning if a pinch hitter has been announced. So uh basically the home plate umpire was wrong uh he he was overruled by the other three umpires and therefore kirby had to throw at least one pitch to the next hitter before they could go to romo and and instead of you know kirby literally bouncing it up to home plate or uh, throwing it to the backstop or whatever he threw a strike and it was hit for a double and that uh, that ended up being a big run and a big turning point in the game so Essentially, it was Scott trying to stall for time to give Sergio Romo a few extra warm-up tosses, and it just threw everything out of whack. Um, and it, it unfortunately, that one run also goes against the ledger of, of George Kirby, so uh, as does the double and the hard-hit ball and all that stuff. And so, yeah, it's it's a little unfair to George. Uh, his line was a little bit better than we think it was but uh yeah just a blunder by scott um and i suppose the home plate umpire for telling him that that was uh, a legal thing to do yeah and also i mean like if you're scott you know you mentioned it there why don't you just go out there tell kirby like hey i'm pulling you just throw an intentional ball here mm-hmm. let's make it 1-0 and let's just go to romo and you know yeah. unfortunately he's going to be down 1-0 to, to start the at bat but Mm-hmm. That's what you got to do. I just, yeah, if you don't have the confidence in Kirby to go further there, um, why let that ride out? That's just, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I felt like, it's I feel stupid. like there should have, yeah, I feel like there should have been some communication there between um, service and, and, or even Pete Woodworth via service, um, you know, to, to Kirby. But, um, yeah, uh, just frustrating. Uh, and then going to Wyatt Mills for the second time this week in a two-run game um, yep. with runners on the corners. Uh, just mind-boggling. Still a winnable game. Yep. Yeah, still a winnable still. game. Did that Did that in Toronto when it was 3-1 on, uh, what was it, Monday? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it ended up becoming 5-1. Uh, Mills walks the first two batters he faces and then hits the next guy and finally gets pulled, but not before the Red Sox score two more runs. And, uh, yeah, like I said, it's just an incredibly frustrating game uh, from top to bottom, especially with how well it started because uh, Kirby looked really good in the first inning. Um, he was using the slider really well, uh, setting up the fastball really well. And, 
Yeah, um, like the the strikeout that he had against Bogarts was really impressive, and then uh, you know the Mariners came out swinging. Uh, they scored four. Uh, the Red Sox on the uh, the fourth run that the Mariners scored looked utterly confused defensively. <laughs> it was uh, it was an absolute mess. And then uh, you know, and I felt pretty good about it. I was like, okay, all right, you know, the Red Sox uh, they kind of look like a fifteen and twenty three team. All right, this is good. This is good for the Mariners, and the Mariners are are actually getting the job done right now. Mm-hmm. And then nope. And I told you as soon as Tanner Howe came in, I was like, yeah, the, yeah. the Mariners are getting shut yeah. out the rest of the way here. <laughs> and uh, sure enough. Sure enough, uh, four oh. four scoreless innings for Hawk. Yeah, um, you know the Mariners put some some hard contact on him, but only one hit uh, through four. He was he was good, and and yeah, the Mariners. We talked about this before. They you know their lineup's not very deep, so they're only going to get one or two really good opportunities to score in a game. Um, and to their credit, they took advantage of one. Uh, in the second inning, unfortunately, they were unable to take advantage of really their only other one in the eighth inning, uh, thanks in large part to uh, he who shall not be named on this podcast any longer. So, uh, yeah, it was it's it's just one of those things, man. You have to take advantage of those opportunities to score multiple runs when you can. And the Mariners were able to do it in the second, but they weren't able to do it in the in the eighth. And they said, if you're only going to get two of those opportunities a game because your lineup's so shallow right now. You have to cash it in both times, uh, particularly in Boston. And they just they couldn't. I mean, it's it's crazy to think that the Mariners had the tying run at the plate in the eighth inning of this game with one out, but they did. And um, you know, the the worst baseball player I've ever seen play for the Mariners couldn't get it done. Surprise, I know. And uh, the next, uh, unfortunately, Frazier couldn't get it done either. So it is what it is. But uh, hey, you know, I guess. If you're looking for any kind of silver lining, uh, 11 runs the last two games, that's yeah. something. And Julio, Julio went, went yard again. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Julio was up time, to 270. Yeah, yeah he, he had another three-hit game for him. Um, mm-hmm. He's uh, Yeah, he's starting to really kick it into high gear now. He's uh, he's looking good. He's looking good. Yeah. Suarez nice. had another good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of two in a row for him. Yeah, it, Suarez has had a um, sneaky, not necessarily good, but like decent road trip so far, which is a yeah, hell of a lot better than his last road trip. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So, yeah, Suarez actually had four hard hit balls last night. Uh, Terence had two. He got a base hit. Abraham Toro had two. He got a base hit. He was one for three and he walked. Um, Demo hit the home run. Yeah. Uh, that was funny as hell, by the way. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. I, as as soon as he made contact with it, I knew it was gone, and then I immediately thought of you. <laughs> yeah, I had that effect on people. Um, yeah, I was I was watching. I, I stream the games, so I'm always like a pitch or two behind. But yeah. last night, for some reason, I was three or four pitches behind. Um, so, yeah, I sent out the tweet like, this feels like a night where Demo just like destroys my my narrative or whatever I was, whatever it was. And then like literally like two, the next two pitches come and then, and then I, I get buzzing on my phone and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. So something's happening here and then boom. So, uh, yep. yeah, it was like, yep. Okay. I accept mm. that. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. If, uh, if Demo wants to prove me wrong, that would be great because the Mariner sure could use another bat. So yeah. Yeah. That being said, he's still hitting the buck 82. So, you know, whatever. 
Yeah. Um, I'll say this. I'd much rather have him in right field than a uh, certain someone else. So, And that's he's doing that tonight. He's in the lineup. So Good. Good. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the starting pitching and talk about some uh, some potential trade candidates. Basically, guys that we talked about during the offseason, revisiting those and uh, seeing if maybe they're available and what it would cost and all that good stuff. Uh, but real quick, a reminder, this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by Built Bar. I love brownies, but you know what I love more? Brownie batter. Sometimes I eat half the batter just while I'm making the brownies. Imagine if you could lick that brownie spatula clean and get some protein in. Well, you're in luck because Built has a new creation, and this one is better than ever. The Brownie Batter Puff. You heard me right. This puff takes protein bars to a whole new level, and they're available right now at Built.com. With 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 7 grams of sugar, Brownie Batter Puffs are the perfect pick-me-up for any day. And all Built Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. So go try some for yourself at Built.com. Use promo code LOCK. 15 that's lckd15 for 15% off your order again that's lckd15 for 15% off your order at built.com you're listening to locked on mariners thank you again for making us your first listen of the day for your next listen check out the locked on now podcast with recaps of mlb games with analysis from our local experts taking fans through the season like no other network it is free and available wherever you get your podcasts just like us so as i said uh earlier on in the show um, you know, again, nothing against George Kirby. He's shown some really promising stuff. But again, if you are looking to compete for something more, if you're looking to turn this thing around and, and try and compete for the postseason, which is still very much plausible, even with how poor this season has started, um, you got. I, I would assume that the Mariners are looking to get better on that front because they were before the season started. It just the market really didn't fall their way. It it was too expensive for their tastes and some of the cost of acquisitions that we heard. Uh, I don't blame them, considering what we were told about guys like Frankie Montes. We will talk about Montes a little bit here in a moment, but um, yeah, I, I I would think that the Mariners need to and probably want to. Uh, still uh, get better in the rotation. So let's look at some of these names. We uh, Nothing has really changed since the offseason on this front. Uh, it's still pretty much the same names that we talked about, the guys from the Reds, the guys from the A's, uh, particularly uh, Tyler Malley, Luis Castillo from the Reds, Frankie Montes from the A's. Let's start with Malley because this is an interesting conversation to have here, and this is not... Right a commentary on the morality of, you know, getting the vaccine or whatever, but he is on the restricted list. The Reds are visiting uh, Toronto. He is not vaccinated. And the reason this is key is because Robbie Ray is also not vaccinated. Uh, So, you know, just looking down the line, if you were to get into a playoff series in Toronto where you had to visit Toronto, I mean, that's a pretty big risk uh, if both of your pitchers are not going to be available. Uh, come that mm-hmm. time and obviously that is a very specific scenario that you would be planning ahead for does that take him off of your list for you because you also got to take into account here that you'll have to give up something nice for him as well that's not going to lower his trade costs really so right. um yeah taking into the into account that you're not going to have ray uh for those mm-hmm. games uh if those games ever occur of course uh, would you also be willing to add Mally to that mix, knowing that he would also be unavailable? Unless something changes, of course. 
Right. Um, doesn't seem like it's going to either. Uh, yeah, it's it's a really tough needle to thread because, like you said, if one thing to keep in mind is particularly the wild card series. Um, the new way they do it this year is that the team with the better record, the higher seed, they get to host all three games. So, if you have Ray and Mally hypothetically in this in this hypothetical, if you have Ray and Mally as your one and two. You have to try and beat the the Blue Jays two out of three times, where they're using their three best guys, and you're using your three, four, and five. Um, it's really tough. There's some upside to it if you can get past it, then you know you're in good shape. Um, you can kind of stack it up in the next round how you like it, but yeah, it's it's really tough. Um, and again, it's still going to cost you quite a bit in in trade return. And I mean, if you're if you're trading for a guy like Mally, you're doing it because he helps you get not only does he help you get to the postseason in theory you want that guy to help you in the postseason i mean that, that's why you acquire guys right not just to get there but to help you get further um mally is a good pitcher don't get me wrong but uh it just it feels like with ray already kind of on the shelf and then in in that scenario and then you have the cost you have to give up to get mally it's really tough and i, I know you get mally for two years but you're only going to get it for one playoff year, uh, in th- in theory, at least. You know, it's like I understand the idea that like, well, it's a really small like possibility. Like, it's yeah. it's not like what's most likely to happen, um, but it's still one that exists. And if I'm giving up, you know, Levi Stout and and Zach Deloach and and Edwin Arroyo or whatever for. Yeah you know, a year and a half of Mali and I'm not going, and there's a possibility I'm not going to get to use him in a playoff series. That's, that's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. Cause like, think about it like this. If that were the case, you'd be going into Toronto with Logan Gilbert, Chris Flexen and Marco Gonzalez, which I mean, yeah, there's a chance you could get by with that, but that's not mm-hmm. ideal. Those are not your top, you know, none you're, Top two starters are not in that group, um, I mean, and that's. I mean, Gilbert. Gilbert. Yeah, but, sure, uh, yeah, sure. You get the idea, sure. though. The yeah, point of it, trading for Mally is that in a five-game series or a seven-game series, Robbie Ray, Logan Gilbert, and Tyler Mally would each get the ball twice. Yeah. You have to get to that seven-game series before that comes into play. Yeah, and the odds of you doing that without being able to use Ray or Mally, that'd be tough. Like, against uh, a lineup like the Blue Jays as well, it's just yeah, it's yeah, it just it's very tough because it is like a very specific scenario. Yeah, that is almost assuredly not going to happen, but it's not like it's a you know point five percent chance. It's it's bigger than that, but uh, yeah. it's it's it's, well, it's a tough call. Well, and also the odds are you know if you do make the playoffs, and even if you don't meet them in the wild card round, there's pretty decent chance that you're going to see them at some point uh in the postseason and again that's getting really ahead of ourselves but these are things that you have to think about uh you do have to think about that and it just you know it sucks um you know and and i'm sure a lot of people feel a lot of things about this situation but um you know at, at at the end of the day that's just that's what the reality is that's something that you have to account for uh just when when building your roster right now uh as an american league team uh, it's just there is that possibility looming that you might not have that guy available. And so, 
Yeah, so that's something that you have to take into account here, especially if you're going to spend a pretty you know decent yeah. amount of capital on it's, acquiring that player. Right. It's also something that the Mariners are going to take into account. Um, yeah. Whether you want them to or not, they are going to. I can promise you that. I'm not saying yeah. it's at the top of their list, but it is a factor they will discuss. Absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, at the time that they signed Ray, it wasn't known that you were going to have to be fully vaccinated to come play in, in Toronto. Um that happened after the lockout occurred. So, you know, their, their stance kind of changed apparently on that. And that became a pretty big part of their negotiations with free agents. And, and at least mm-hmm. as far as I was told, uh, that was a pretty big part of their negotiations with Trevor story, which is pretty relevant right now. Um, and so also you know, Michael Conforto, I believe there was some whispers about that type of issue. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily with the Mariners, but in general. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep, it is, it's something they have to keep in mind. They have to um, because yeah. they're in the American League. Yeah. So let's uh, let's talk about Mally's teammate here, Luis Castillo. Um, mm-hmm. What's your uh, what's your feelings on Castillo's market right now and uh, the viability of trading for him? Yeah. Well, keep in mind, I, I don't know any. I don't have any inside information here. Um, yes. But uh, yeah, he's. He's an interesting guy because he's not pitching well right now. Uh, granted, he's been hurt. He's only made two starts. Uh, but also, at the same token, he's already been hurt. <laughs> you see how that's an issue? Uh, when yeah. you're trying to figure out if you want to trade for him. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, an interesting thing here. I, I think when you look at Castillo, I think a lot of people think like, oh, he, he's the number one. He's an ace. Never really has been. I mean, He's pretty close in 2020, but that was over 12 starts. I mean, Marco was elite over 12 starts, and yet we don't think of him as his 2020 self. That's not where, what we judge him on, and, and that's kind of the same for Castillo. Castillo is has been durable, minus this year. He's already missed some time. He's been good. He's a very good pitcher. Is he a number one? No. Is he a number two? I would say he's a strong three. Yeah. But number two might be a bit much. His walks are okay, but a slightly elevated. Um, he's a good pitcher. Am I willing to give up any of my like top elite prospects for him? No, I'm not. And so that's that's kind of why I don't think they're gonna be in on the Castillo market because like I'm not giving you obviously Julio and, and Gilbert and Kirby, but I'm probably not giving you I'm not giving you Kelnick. I might give you Hancock. As like the primary, but that's is that enough? I I don't know. So it's a weird market for Castillo so far. We'll see how he looks in July. Uh, maybe this is a situation where the Mariners take Mustakas's contract, and therefore they only have to give up Stout and you know I, I mean pick whoever you want in the top ten. After that, like top ten to twelve, but it just it feels like somebody's going to pay. I mean, look at what Barrios got last year. Castillo feels like a, a Barrios uh, in terms of trade costs, and I am not interested in that at all. Yeah, uh, for those that may not remember or don't know, that was uh, Simeon Woods Richardson and Austin Martin going from the Blue Jays to the uh, Twins and the Barrios deal. Uh, both of those guys, top 100 prospects. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, you're looking at, I mean, the, the comp on that would be Emerson Hancock and Noel Marte. Maybe Harry Ford, yeah. Yeah, 
one of those guys. Probably no LV, if we're yeah. being honest. So just no. Yeah. So if that's that's the cost of acquisition there, I'm good. Um, yeah. If you can get them for less, uh, maybe you know, yep. depending on what that is, uh, depending on how much less that is. Uh, but yeah, there, there's a little bit of hesitancy there. I mean, at, at a certain point, the Mariners are going to have to get aggressive and maybe you sure. know bite the bullet on on someone like that. But uh, not for a year and a half of a number. Yeah, three. Nah, yeah, yeah. So um, Frankie Montes, that's the mm-hmm. the other one, and Mark Feinstein, uh Yesterday, uh, MLB.com uh, wrote that uh, he believes the A's are are looking to sell right now. Um, yeah. obviously they were listening on offers for Montes all off season. Uh, mm-hmm. apparently the, the Mariners were involved in those discussions as well as discussions for Chris Bassett. Not sure if they were in on Sean Mania, mm-hmm. but I would, I would assume so. Um, I would assume that that probably was the case. Uh, Montes, same situation as Castillo in the sense that he is also for a year and a half. Um, so knowing what the uh, the A's were asking for, which we were told there was kind of this AL West tax happening um, with the uh, with the A's for some reason, which is stupid. It makes no sense for the A's to do that because they're not going to be competing with the next within the next year, year and a half uh, in the division. But apparently, they were placing a, a, an AL West tax on their discussions with the uh, with the Mariners. And uh, they were asking, what was it again? Adam Mako and Levi Stout for Chris Bassett. I think that yeah. was asked. Yeah. Uh, so I would assume it's probably even a little bit higher for someone like Montes, who mm-hmm. some would argue has a higher ceiling than Bassett and obviously has more club control than Bassett did at the time. So, right. um, yeah. So do you think maybe that cost has gone down? Because Montes hasn't been spectacular to start the year so far. Been pretty good. Been pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, this is this is a number three, right? It, it's it's not an ace. Um, it's it's really a number three, and and based on what we heard this winter, I I don't see that changing much. But the one thing we know about Oakland is that they're they're dynamic in their negotiations. Uh, things change very quickly for them, um, and we do know that they are willing to take bulk deals um, if if they feel good about the the bulk that they're getting. So. Can you get Montes where, you know, maybe it's maybe the headliner is is Adam Mako, um, and it's it's you know some, maybe a Bryce Miller, maybe a Will Fleming, maybe a Michael Arroyo, maybe a you know Victor LeBron. Can you do something like that? Maybe, but it, it, I based on what we've heard, it doesn't sound like that's going to be a possibility. So I just I kind of doubt it, but. Um, yeah, Montes is a guy to be interested in. Unfortunately, Oakland doesn't have a lot of big contracts for the Mariners to take on to try and lessen that clock, uh, that cost. I guess Piscotti is, is probably the big guy there. Um, Elvis Andrus is still on this team, I think. Um, but uh, I think he's hard, yeah, though. It, okay. Yeah, so I I mean, I don't know. I think for Montes, I would, I would ma- I'd be okay headlining a deal with Mako, but I'm not okay doing like, Mako and Stout, uh, Mako Stout and something, um, and that's what they wanted for Bassett. So, yeah, we'll see. But uh, I ultimately, I think that maybe the answer for the Mariners is just somebody we're not really thinking about right now. Probably, maybe it's yeah, maybe it's it's Merrill Kelly, maybe it's Zach Allen. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah, maybe it's Zach Allen, maybe it's Blake Snell. I mean, we we don't know. Um, mm. 
you know, maybe it's Jack Flaherty, maybe it's Marcus Stroman, maybe it's Alex. I don't know. We don't know, right? Yeah. Um, maybe it's Rich Hill. I, I, we don't know, but uh, they definitely need to add pitching somebody with a little bit higher ceiling, uh, higher floor too, and uh, it's it's going to be costly. Pitching's pitching's tough to come by, but um, yeah, just based on the guys that we know are available right now, the big three. They all kind of come with their own warts, and cost is going to be a big a big factor there. Yeah. All right, so we got Robbie Ray. We got Michael Walka tonight uh, between the Red Sox and the Mariners. Game two of four. We're going to be getting into that in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked on Mariners is brought to you by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online is where the game starts. So, again, Robbie Ray versus Michael Walker. Ray continues to get hit by the big inning. Uh, but the last two games, he's had a ridiculous amount of whiffs, 27 swings and misses in his last start in New York. Uh, but this ballpark is funky. We just saw the Red Sox score 12 runs. Uh, what's the key here for Robbie Ray? Um, aside from avoiding the big inning, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's that. Um, Fastball command. Uh, mm-hmm. When you look at the big innings, the biggest issue that has led to those innings, fastball command and really fastball control. He, he tends to miss arm side um, and high when he when he's kind of lost his mechanics. Um, and you know, obviously, if you don't have to respect the fastball, you really don't have to respect the slider, and that's that's when he's run into issues. So uh, you want to avoid the the arm side misses if, if you're Ray, um, particularly up. Uh, and then you have to bury that slider. The slider's been pretty good the last few times out. Uh, so he, he has a shot here. It's, it's again, Fenway's very difficult park, um, particularly for righties, uh, sorry, lefties uh, to pitch in. Um, because if you if you miss in at all, if you miss your spot, it's a lot of cheap doubles and home runs uh, to come of that. So, yeah, Ray has to be uh, better and sharper with his fastball. And uh, if you can do that, then uh, I think the slider will play up even more, and, and he'll be okay. But uh, yeah, man, it's Robbie Ray. You gotta you gotta go six and, and give us a shot. Yeah, yeah, it, it would be because I, I feel like the Mariners, especially going up against Waka, I think they had some good success against Waka last year. He was with the Rays. Um, obviously, they went six and one against the Rays, so I, I, I would say that's a safe bet that they uh, did pretty well against him. So. They should be able to get to him a little bit tonight, uh, but if Ray can keep the Red Sox off the scoreboard in a big way, uh, like they, you know, <laughs> like they were last night, if he can avoid, you know, giving up five or six in this game, um, the Mariners should be in a decent enough spot to take this one. I would say, um, like we said yesterday, the pitching matchups are fairly favorable for the Mariners, uh, and offensively, they have been better the last two nights. So. Although Walk has been pretty darn good this year, yeah. So we'll but, see. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, they got to him last year, so yeah. we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, it's 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 a good night to bounce back, try and get a dub. Um, hey, maybe win back to back games 
you know, today and tomorrow. It, it'd be the first time they've done that since April 24th and 26th. Wow. So, yeah, it feels like a nice two-game winning streak is all that will, all that needs to happen for kind of the Mariners and Mariners social media to kind of uh, yeah kick back into positivity land, let's say. Yeah, the um, I mean, there are some positive signs, right? There has yeah. been the disappointing game still sprinkled in here and there, but this road trip overall has been better for the most part yeah the the you know the first two games in toronto were obviously pretty frustrating the um you know last night's game was also really frustrating but there's been some good stuff as well the uh you know the the last game in new york when they won the series uh was really nice uh arguably the first game in that series that they won was their best game that they played this year just Mm -hmm. considering the circumstances that went into that game um and even, you know, the Gossman start as well might be up there as, in terms of just, you know, an impressive win for them this year. So mm-hmm. there's been some really positive signs. Um, it's it's not it hasn't been all bad. Um, so this road trip is a lot better than the last homestand. Yeah. Which yeah, is would, a step in the right direction. So, yeah, it's not great by any means, but yeah. it is. Certainly, you, you can see you can see it here. Where hey, maybe this team could get on a run a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if if a couple things break their way, uh, they could they could get on a run here and, and get things going. But again, yep. that's uh, you know until that happens. You know, like you said a, a few shows ago, momentum is only as good as your ability to maintain it. And um, <laughs> the Mariners haven't really been successful on that front. So uh, hey, maybe you know if you win a game. Maybe win the next one. That would be nice. You know, you're allowed to win more than one game in a row. <laughs> and if you win again the next day, that's called a winning streak. It has happened before. Yeah. Ty doesn't get that reference because he doesn't watch movies. Mm-hmm. I've been exposed. I've been he exposed. He still doesn't know. I've been exposed. All right. Well, uh, I don't know. We haven't done this in a while. Let's just do it because why not? You know, we're, we're going to curse the Mariners one way or another. Let's get a pick to click. Trevor story. <laughs> Let's get a Mariners pick to click. Trevor story. <laughs> um, He's going to hit three more dingers tonight. <laughs> um, yeah. He's totally going to Manny Marco us. Um, I'm going to take, let's see, we got Walk on the Mound, pretty good slider guy. Uh, how about this? I'm going to take, I, I'm sorry to do this to you, Jesse. I'm going to take Jesse Winker, two home runs tonight, one over the monster, one around the pesky pole. Wow. Jesse going oppo over the monster, like completely over the monster, like clearing it? No, I mean, I just mean like over the top of it. Oh, to like, all right, all right. Probably first row. All right. I thought you were saying he was about to Trevor story that ball, but oppo. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, oh, Trevor story. You son of a gun. Uh, I'm going to go Adam Fraser. Do it. Oh, I thought you were going to go Dylan Moore. Shoot. <laughs> Oh well, I could have, but Dylan Moore against the righty. Mm. Dylan Moore against anybody. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I opened up Demo to that. Unfortunately, uh, yeah. No, I'm gonna go Fraser because he's been swinging a hot bat. Um, 
this road trip. So uh, well, before last night. So good bounce back game for him. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. let's get back on track here. Let's keep this thing going. Uh, it's been a been a nice road trip for for Frazier. Uh, also throw Julio in there because Julio's been uh, looked pretty good last uh, last few nights. Obviously mm-hmm. uh, not the night before last, but last night was nice. Especially for your first game at Fenway Park. That's uh, that's really impressive to go three for five. You know, obviously the they lost. <laughs> that's not good. But personally speaking, Julio was uh, was pretty good in that game. So tie, tie, tie. Nobody cares. Mm. <laughs> Bring right. it back. So on that note, <laughs> that's gonna do it for our week slate of Locked On Mariners. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnett, I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, is D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. Now make your second listen of the day, Locked On MLB. That's where Paul Francis Sullivan, and please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the Major League's present and past. It's free wherever you get your podcasts just like us. So have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we will see you on Monday. Peace.